Well, welcome to episode 52 of Live Transformed. I'm Bob Meissner, my beautiful wife, Audrey, here next to me. And there on the video screen in Is front very of me, beautiful. Dr. Jim Richards. <laughs> the very beautiful Dr. Jim yes. Richards. Yes. Good morning, Jim. Good morning. It's good to see you guys. You know, we, we joked yesterday after when you guys left to go get on the plane about getting up today and saying, oh, I hadn't seen you in so long. I know. <laughs> I said, I gave you a hug yesterday and I said, well, I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. And right. so, so here we are and we're just in preparation for this week's uh, podcast and really glad that you're taking the time to be with mm-hmm. us. We love you We guys. were just in Huntsville, Alabama and we were there at the Heart Physics Weekend mm-hmm. and I know that... Many of our listeners, some of our listeners here this morning, they were there as well. That's right. And I said I'd say there's some, so many shout outs I'd love to do, but I, I do want to mention Sylvia from Switzerland oh. because she gave us so much <laughs> chocolate. So I just want, <laughs> I can't, if anyone gives me chocolate, I just have to say yeah. thank you. So, Sylvia, yeah. we love you and uh, glad you're listening on the subway and wherever keep the you are in Switzerland. Coming. Yeah. yeah. And, and thank you. And yes, and please more. Yeah, that, that's good. Chocolate, you can't go wrong with chocolate. No, no, no. But we um, just, you know, as a listener, we just wanted to bring you in this morning about some of the highlights of what we heard over the weekend, because I know a lot of you couldn't be there. And so we're just going to invite you in for the next weeks to come of some of the things that really help okay, us with the stress that would be good. antidote, because it's all fresh on, it was how we got to experience that weekend mm-hmm. is going to be different than anyone else, but we just want to bring you in on it. Right, right. And then we'll make the resources also available at the Live Transformed uh, a website, yep. so people would be able then to get the the teachings, the fu- you know the full teachings. Mm-hmm. But what we also experience, you know, during the this seminar, are the heart meditations, mm-hmm. and and uh, the the research and the work that goes into those, and the experiences that you have, and just you know really um, bringing direction and purpose, you know, not just to your to your heart and life, but. Uh, just bring experiencing, you know, the peace of God. So, um, Jim, thank you so much for a wonderful weekend. And not, well, I'll say thank you to you, but to your wife, Brenda, and mm-hmm. to your kids and your staff, they wow. are over the top yes. when it comes yeah. to hospitality, mm-hmm. for caring about every single detail, mm-hmm. the extravagance of the love experienced from the people that really support you is phenomenal. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm so incredibly blessed. You know, actually, I wrote the staff a, just a thank you message this morning. And, you know, uh, you know, there, there's I've been, I've been doing annual events like this for o- over 30 years. And, um, uh, you know, I've done it when I've had uh, a combination of paid and volunteer staff of 50 or 60 people. And then I've done it where we're like we are now, where we have you know a paid staff about of about seven people, and uh, and a couple of volunteers, and you know I was just telling them that 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 it it really hasn't made any difference because the 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 quality that that they bring and the preparation, the no stress preparation that they bring to it, but mostly, you know our kind of motto for having meetings is long after people have forgotten what you said they will remember how you made them feel mm-hmm. and uh, man I, I appreciate you, you know my, my staff is great so so what I'm about to say I'm not saying this to minimize anybody on my staff but the thing that always amazes me is how my kids treat people mm-hmm. 
and you know just it, it, it tells me that all those years i thought they actually weren't paying attention that, <laughs> that they were that they were actually getting it you know and i appreciate that so much <laughs> that's always such a good feeling isn't it and it's true your kids are pretty much the best i will tell a personal story um jim's daughter summer um, said that there oh, was a place in yes. Huntsville that sir that made every morning there's a lineup this really at this did trailer happen. to have hot amazing donuts and I went oh my gosh that sounds so good <sighs> the next morning at about eight a.m. there's a knock on our door in our bedroom at Jim's are house are you dressed are you dressed <laughs> from summer I have and she comes in and drops a bag of hot donuts on my bed. I go, wow. <laughs> three that isn't some person. Boxes three boxes of donuts. Of hot sugar three donuts. Different I'm sorry to mention this. There's, there's nothing spiritual or good about eating donuts, but wow, did I feel loved. And I thought, yeah, in all my 52 years of living, I have never been woken mm-hmm. up by a box of hot donuts. So, <laughs> I mean, that, that, was a, that, that was just one of yeah. like a million things of the attention to detail and mm. feeling loved. Yeah, just, but you know what? I'd actually like to take this podcast in that direction. Sure. You said something very profound, Jim. You said people won't remember what you did or what you said, but how you made them feel. Yep. And that is actually something. one of the things I wanted to zero in on that I took home from the Strengths Antidote Conference is because we talked a lot about forgiveness and some amazing relationship advice that you gave us because you said that we often assume why someone did something and then we experience it to that degree and then that's what we remember and so there's just a myriad of different directions we could go in this but when it all comes down to it even our any relationship we think it's so important what we do and what we say but the most important is how does someone leave after how do they feel after experiencing us and, you know, we only have a limited amount of our limited degree of, of how we can how somebody's going to feel, because there's a combination of what we're doing, what we're saying and even what our intention is. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but all of that can only be experienced to the degree that the person has the capability of receiving it. Because if a person is passing judgments, if they're, if they're assuming things about why we're doing what we're doing, then they won't experience our intentions. It's so true. It's so true. And you know, one, one of the most foolish things in the world is when we think that people should or that they always will recognize our intentions you know really what we're doing when we expect people to recognize the sincerity of our intentions uh, intentions we're actually expecting them to judge us whoa mm-hmm. i've never thought of it that way because you know judgment you know we know that in a good that, way though we want them to ex- judge yeah, us yeah, in yeah. the best of ways <laughs> but judgment is wrong whether you're passing good judgments or whether you're passing bad judgments. Hmm. Because you're still not functioning in reality. You are functioning in your perceived reality. You know, I, I give, you, give you a good, good thing. You know, I, <laughs> over the years, I've known a lot of business people. And I saw, I've seen this with a lot of actors and musicians, you know, rock stars and stuff that would get saved. And a few years later, they're broke and they're angry at Christians, and you find out that they got into business deals with Christians, mm-hmm. and, and they passed a judgment that, that they could trust these people. 
they, they pass a judgment that people were that these people were trustworthy and they end up getting robbed you know ripped mm-hmm. off and then mm-hmm. angry at god and angry at the church when the real truth is they trusted the wrong people because they pass good judgments about those people and so probably the most simplest form of the question we or the challenge that we have is don't ever assume why someone is doing anything. Exactly. If you like it's know that why, why question. Yeah. If you want to know why somebody's doing something, ask them. Don't ever assume. If that's from our kids, our friends, that's uh, what gets us into trouble. Yeah, exactly. You know, uh, when Adam and Eve, you know, their passion, and we talked a lot about that this weekend, is that is that what we what the Bible identifies as curses that came on people's lives? We we think that that was always God choosing some random way to penalize people for sin. But what you really discover if you look close, and sometimes the language is a barrier. You have to sometimes get you know you have to do good translation work. But you find that the destruction that came into people's life as a result of sin, was always uh, a manifestation of what it was that they were trying to get. You know, uh, you know, we talked about the fact that like the children of Israel, God was given a manna. Now, they didn't trust God and, and, and ask for a manna. They didn't trust God and ask him, you know, uh, uh, to provide, you know, like, hey, God, we're, we're, we're bored with this manna. Can you provide some meat for us? Mm-hmm. They, they just lusted for it and basically began to get critical of God and, and, and why he was only given a manna. See, they were judging God and eventually reached a place and said, well, you know, can God prepare a table in the wilderness? No. And they found him guilty of lying. So it's like God said, okay, I'll give you, you know, I'll give you manna. I would have given you manna. I mean, I'll give you meat. I would have given you meat all along. And so these quail began to fly in or actually began to be blown in by the, you know, you know, through the air current. And uh, then they ate quail until they were puking, you know, till they were yeah. sick mm-hmm. and they had a disease. So, you know, every curse you find is the fulfillment of the lust or the passion of the person that was trying to experience, experience something. So, Adam and Eve, what they wanted was they wanted to be independent of God establishing the, the morals and values. And, 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 you know, that's what that's what humanism is. That's what that's what iniquity is, 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 I, is I reject God's right to determine good and evil for me. And it's and, all because we judge why. He's not letting us do this because, or he yeah. said not to we're do ju- this because. Yeah, we're judging him. Yeah, he's doing, see, see, you know, uh, a humanism, which, you know, you, you look at Freudian psychiatry, and actually almost all of the psychiatry that, that, that's out there today is, is, and, and all of the social justice is based on uh, judging what good and evil is independent uh, of God. Mm-hmm. And so, and so, one of the ways that the social engineers, you know, look at this is that uh, it, it doesn't matter if you murdered somebody, because you might have been wounded by society, and it's really the reason why you did this is society's fault. So you pass a judgment, and once you pass a judgment of why a person did something. 
then not only, you know, several things happen. Number one is then it changes the way you think and see it. In, in other words, it changes how your brain functions and what you notice and what you can understand. But more than that, whatever you assume to be the reason someone did something, that is how it affects you. That's the degree of hurt that it brings to you or the, or the degree of happiness that it brings to you. It's is all based on your judgments. Hmm. You know, Jim, I've, I, I really hear this and I've really experienced this personally, you know, just even in my own heart and life. However, I have recognized that, you know, throughout the years, for some reason, people within the church feel it's their right to judge. In fact, that they need to judge. Yeah. And that it would be foolish if they weren't to judge. You know, most of what people call discerning, you yeah. know, the Bible calls it discerning of spirits, which the church has reduced that down to just the word discerning. It has nothing to do with discerning spirits, just discerning. And so really what most people do and call it a gift of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. is judging people, mm-hmm. judging why they why they did what they did, judging their, their motives. Mm-hmm taking a look at their life, taking a look at, you know, the circumstances that are around them. If things are going good, must be God. You know, if things yep. are going bad, must be the devil. You know, mm-hmm. just, you know, placing those random judgments okay, on Okay, but I've just got to say for okay. all of us, I will bet that all of us deal with this every single day on a relational oh, yeah. level. Because let's like bring it right back to home mm-hmm. this morning. I'm thinking, okay, I woke up this morning. Okay, what did you start s- judging me? No. <laughs> no. Oh, <okay. laughs> it's, nothing to, it's not about you, Bob. Okay. It's not about Bob today. <laughs> it's all about Bob. <laughs> My Bob okay, is stop. an awesome Bob. Okay. <laughs> now I don't even remember what I was going to yeah. say. No, I, I do. Okay. Because for some reason, I had not heard from somebody, a friend, for about eight or nine months. And so I started thinking, did did something happen the last... Because usually I hear more often, from, we talk more. So what was the last experience that we had together? Is Did something possibly go wrong in that experience as to why the relationship seems a little okay. distant. And so I started thinking about this. And so I, you offended them is what you're thinking. I'm thinking, and that's the first thing I thought. Did uh-huh. I offend them when I did this? And immediately mm-hmm. I go down a trail of thought of all kinds of presuming, all kinds of assuming, I'll bet they're mad about this or I'll bet they're mad about that. And it's not judging me because I don't feel bad about what happened, but I feel like they didn't interpret me right. They didn't see my heart that it was pure in this or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm judging them. And that all happened this morning, for goodness sake. And it was just, it could have just been a fleeting thought because I hadn't heard from this person and they popped in my head. Mm. And, and, And so I'm just saying that this is not just a random overarching concept this is every day oh no this this will be you know the people who have read my book how to stop the pain or listen to that series and they begin to make this journey man they'll, they'll contact me and they'll say man this is driving me crazy because i'm catching myself doing this like a hundred times a day <laughs> And it's like, yeah, and that's the way it was for. That's the same way it was for me when I started realizing this. Hence, that's why I wrote the book. Yeah, exactly. But see, that tells me. I mean, stop and think about it. If I'm assuming why a person does something, then my emotions, uh, you know, are going to 
be affected as if that's really why they did it. So that's where I'm going to go. That's going to start dictating my mm-hmm. responses and my actions to them. Yes, I'm going to feel distant. So yeah. in reality, I'm going to put myself where I cannot hear the Holy Spirit as he's trying to lead me what to do in that situation, in that relationship. And I'm not even going to have real communication with them, you know. Now, yeah. I, one of the things I do just drives people crazy. I mean, I'm, I mean, it just drives them crazy. If, you know, if, if I go a long time and some, or if I get around somebody and they're acting weird, you know, I'm going to do it in a very nice way. I'm not going <laughs> to accuse them. But I'm just going to say, I'm just going to say, you know, uh, I, I'm, you, you seem to be different today. Is there something going on that I need to go about? Know about? Is there? Is there? Have I done something? And I'm going to give them the opportunity to say, you know, and what? whatever whatever they say, that's it. You know what? I love that because then your conscience is clear that you have yep. you have just turned off. And what I did is like, wait a minute. And I did catch myself in this, and I went, mm-hmm. wait a minute. That person popped into my head out of nowhere. Yep. Could it possibly be that Jesus just wants me to pray for that person yeah, today? Absolutely. And like and and so Lord, I pray for that person and I did and and all those feelings went away, but I do think that there are, could possibly be if that relationship means anything to me, then I would do exactly what you said. Yep. Yep. Just, you know, resume contact yep. and then just say, "Listen, if if anything's different between us, please let's let's talk about it and let and let's make sure that we have you're worth it to me. This yeah. relationship is worth it to me that we have honesty and transparency. Now, keep in mind that that all, all of the times that we pass a negative judgment, you know, which is, I know they're doing this because they're mad at me. I know, mm. you know, what, whatever is negative, that creates stress. Ah. And, and that's, you know, that's a reason that we were dealing yes. with that this weekend is we were dealing yes. with what are, what are the things that bring stress into our life? You know, I made this statement several times over the weekend is, is now I know you're sitting there thinking, why am I not talking about stress? But all these things are about stress. Oh, 100%. Uh, because that so, brought stress to my morning today until yeah. I dealt with it. And then it was like, wait a minute, uh, you know. So, so, you know, you can't be in peace when you have all of these, all of these, judgments in your head because of the way those judgments are affecting you it goes back to that thing of okay i give myself to a judgment so that that's see that that's no different than the person that puts on the vain imagination of going and commit adultery mm-hmm. you know you put on a vain imagination it drives you down a certain path to fulfillment mm-hmm. and so you know we think about sin as just okay i think about doing this bad thing I think about lying or I think about cheating or I think about whatever. And so, you know, we think about, okay, you know, I get to that behavior and, and that's, that was a bad behavior, so that's sin. But remember that, you know, sin is any time I think, perceive, feel, or f- behave as less than I really am in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm sitting here thinking that people don't like me or that people are upset with me or that you know, that there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm really, I'm taking myself down a path that will lead to destructive behavior in that relationship. I mean, it may not be adultery. It may not mm-hmm. be uh, violence, but it's going to be destructive behavior. And, and I'm not going to have peace. But talk about a simple solution because, because again, my situation, my morning was extremely a little deal, but I, I bring it because it's just today. So no. for that, for that situation today, I did check my heart and I, and I thought to myself, is there something that I, is there anything that is in my conscious that I did 
with this person that could have that that w- that I need to ask forgiveness for. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, no, I, I really feel good about that last thing we did. My intentions were right, and I I don't have any guilt about that. Mm-hmm. And so then Jesus said, well, and I spoke and I just prayed with the Lord. And he goes, well, then he brought me peace. He goes, well, then there's nothing then that you need to be thinking about or worrying about, pray for that person. Now, that's as far as I got, but I like what you said about if that relationship means anything to me, I will contact that person and and just make sure, like just start up start up conversation and just say, hey, listen, if there's anything, it's you're worth it to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Another word that uh, kind of popped up throughout the weekend was this very powerful word, and it's called responsibility. Yeah. And in this, you know, you hear a lot of a lot of people a lot of times when you begin to pass that judgment of why, you know, you you begin to to uh, bring expression that hey, you know, the pain that I'm experiencing, the heartache that I have is because or the result of you or this or that. And uh, you, what, the point that you brought out Jim was then you're deflecting and you are then taking no responsibility, but then you're saying now you are the cause or yeah. you are the reason for the pain that I'm experiencing. And um, we, we tend to project that and then yeah. it, it even then begins to escalate, you know, the pain. Yes. And then we begin to put ourselves in a place of suffering. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and we talked about the fact that when, when so many, so often, the moment you say who's responsible, that word no longer means to the American public what it originally meant. Because what we hear when, we, when somebody says who's responsible, we hear who's to blame. Ah. Who, 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 who are we going to blame for this? And so responsibility and blame are two totally different things. You know, responsibility... The person who is responsible uh, is is the person who made the decisions to start with, but the person that is responsible is also the person that has the ability to respond and make a difference. So nobody outside me has the ability to respond to what's going on in my own head because they don't even know. They have no idea what's going on in me. So... You know, I had a guy one time come as a pastor here in town. His son had gone through a divorce, and, and it, it, was, it was one of those divorces that probably needed to happen. There's not many times I think a divorce needs to happen, but, you know, sometimes it's like, it's like you know, it, you know there's, there's gross cheating, there's hatefulness, meanness, you know, there's everything that destroys two people. Yeah. And, so, and so his son was a Christian musician, and, and the way he ministered was going in and through song and music and really did a, did a great job. And because he was from a very fundamental denomination, whenever, anytime he would go out to do, to, to, to minister somewhere, people from his local church would call ahead and try to destroy it because because they... You know, they thought that because he had been through a divorce, he didn't ever have the right to ever do anything okay. for God again. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there was, the, uh, so there was one event where he drove from here to somewhere in Arizona, and when he got there, the people wouldn't let him minister and wouldn't even cover his expenses. 
that, hmm. that, that, that he had spent coming there, you know, all hmm. in the name of righteousness, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so the father was devastated. And, uh, and, and what's funny is the father didn't like me because of rumors he had heard about me. And um, so he came to me and he said, you know, Jim, I've heard a lot of stuff about you, but he said, the thing I've noticed about you is you just keep going. You, you live your life. You're living your call. You're reaching people for Jesus. And he said, it just seems like what people say about you doesn't bother you very much. And he said, how do, how do my son and I, how, how do we deal with this? How do we how do we deal with these things people are doing? And I said, well, there's no great mystery to this. You know, the Bible says to pray for those who despitefully use you. Hmm. And, uh, you know, we're looking for answers that Jesus has already given us, but we don't like those answers. Well, it's a, it doesn't ma- it doesn't matter if somebody really is despitefully using me. Uh-huh. Or if in my mind I think they're despitefully using me, what Audrey said is the first reaction. The first reaction is to pray for them, to start speaking blessings over them. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who despitefully use you. This this is my ability to respond. And it's an amazing thing when we respond in that type of biblical love. Now, it doesn't mean you feel warm and fuzzy toward them. It doesn't no. mean you want to be their buddy. And it may be that they really are talking bad about you. And it doesn't mean you're ever going to have a, an ongoing relationship with them. But I'll tell you what it does mean. It means that it is not going to torment you. And there, when even when you said that, I immediately sensed and felt that shift, that it was going to break yep. the power in my own heart. Yeah. When, when I pray, I shifted over to this may be real. Yep. But the point is, is that it broke the power in my own heart to have any stress or any, or anything mm. over me. Yeah. Because See, right. which is important because yeah. then when you meet the person, or you know you have that conversation, or you, right. you make a phone call, you you finally connect. Right. Now you've removed the judgment. Yeah. yeah. And so there won't be that power in that even a passive aggressive text right. message or right. something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, so that, that's, that, you know, my first response really is just exactly what you said. I just start speaking blessings over. Here's the yeah. thing I realize is that, is that people do what they do because of who they are, not because of who I am. In other words, if I really do something that's, that is unacceptable in my behavior, they have the option of how they're going to respond to that. They can respond to it godly. They can respond to it mm. demonically. They can, you know what I mean? They mm-hmm. have every, every, and every shade of gray between, between godly and demonically. They can respond to it. But, but how they, which, whichever of those options they choose, that's because of who they are. You know, my, what I did is because of who I am, but how they respond is because of who they are. They bring that statement into a marriage. Oh, yeah, exactly. Hey, bring that one into a marriage between a husband and a wife. Yeah. I mean, because I, I mean, that's one of the biggest issues, you know, if, with marital conflict is blame. Absolutely. You, they, they just, the, the, the blaming back and forth, back and forth. And you, you bring this, what, what Jim is just saying right now, you bring that into the marriage and it's just like, I'm responding to you. Yeah. In the way that I am, and we like to say, because you make me so angry, because right. you make me, you know, crazy. You make me this way. <laughs> and it's just like, wait a minute. 
Let's take some responsibility here. Huh? You're doing it because that's the way you are. You know, every the way ma- I am. Yeah. Yeah. Are you catching me, honey? You're, you're yeah. staring at me kind of funny here. Well, I'm, we need to talk about this a little more. I'm, I'm not quite catching it. Please oh help my. me. Please help me. You know, uh, every time I have done counseling where there was physical violence, and I've, and I've dealt with this a lot, the most common statement a man makes to his wife after he beats her is, look what you, you made me do. do. Yep. Oh my oh, yeah. gosh! And you know when I'm when I'm doing marriage counseling, if the husband and wife are sitting there and, and and that comes out, first thing I do is y'all need to get away from each other. You need to get away from him, and until this problem is solved, because this person could kill you, and in their minds, it they would have no responsibility in it because yeah. because they are saying that you have all the power. You're the one that makes them do ever everything that they do. Now, just stop thinking. You can't be at peace. You can never be at peace. You can never follow the Holy Spirit. You can never choose. You know, the Bible tells you, you choose life. You, you know, if you, want, if you want life, you choose it. Yeah. You know, whatever you want from God, you got to choose it. How can I choose that if I think everybody outside of me is making me do what I do? Okay, I just got an interesting uh, picture in my head. A couple weeks ago, um, a woman called for some relationship consulting and, and I, I didn't know her. I just met her. She said, I said, what do you need today? And she says, well, I said, she said, you know, she told me her backstory, which isn't important, but what she said is basically I, I have a husband who is completely addicted to porn and drugs. And, 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 and he, I, when I got married, it was, he was a Christian guy and this is not what I signed up for. Okay. We've all heard that one before. And, and she is literally losing her mind over, over this. And so I said, okay. I said, can you, so today, do, would you like to have extreme peace in your heart and renew like the joy of having relationship with Jesus and just walk in this place of freedom in him? And she goes, are you kidding me? Like, I haven't felt that for years. I haven't felt peace in my heart for years. And so I saw a picture of um, just a visual really helps me. And I said, there is a cement wall, six feet deep, 12 feet high with these great big words on it, porn and drugs. Okay. And you have this teeny tiny little hammer. And every day you wake up and you beat this wall with your hammer as hard as you can with as much anger and as much frustration as you can trying to deal with this this thing that is blocking you from having the life that you want, which is beyond the wall. Because beyond the wall is that promised land marriage that you've always wanted, but this wall is in the way and we're never going to have it. And so she said, so when, when I said, Jesus wants to love you here, I'm obviously making a long story short. Jesus came to her in that moment, held her to the point where she finally experienced peace again in her heart. And I saw in slow motion that hammer just dropping out of her hand, falling to the ground. And I said, now he wants to lead you to your favorite place. Where's your favorite place? The beach. I said, great. He wants to walk with you along the beach and begin communing with you, walking and talking. And you don't have to pick up that hammer and make it your daily business to try and deal with that wall every single day. So she got, she got the visual and her whole life changed. I'm saying all that to say, is that what you mean? Like we get to have peace 
no matter what's going on around us. Well, when you something, you know, the scripture that pops into my mind that relates to that is the wrath of man does not accomplish the righteousness of God. And, and okay. it's interesting. Yes. It's interesting when we do justifiably see something wrong in somebody's life around us. We immediately go to, and it's justifiable. It's, it's oh, really completely. real. That, you know, that person has a real problem. Completely. But still, we don't want to be responsible. We want to say, this person with this addiction, how they manage their life, they are the ones that are responsible for my happiness. Yes. So I'm, I'm saying I'm giving all the power of my life to a person that's addicted to drugs yes. and porn yes. and yes. all this kind yes. of stuff. And then I'm going to be mad at God because God doesn't make them do yes. what it is I want them exactly. to do. Exactly. And the right books aren't helping them. And everything I'm doing isn't helping them. And, you know, the, 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 the question is, number one, what is the most important thing to you? What's the most important thing in your life? Well, for me, you know, I don't even have to hesitate. The most important thing in my life is I'm going to have a meaningful relationship with God uh, where I live in peace. Bam. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I Done. mean, that, that is yeah. it. Yeah. Now, so that means that when someone else does something in my life, the question is not, what are they going to do? The question is, what, I, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to that person. I've done this with a lot of friends over the years. I've, you know, when Brenda and I have gone through some incredibly challenging situations, I've mm-hmm. done this. I'm mm-hmm. going to go to the other person and say, you know what, I love you and I care about you, but, but, but I, I can't, I really... I'm not willing to live in this. This is affecting my ability to walk with God. This is affecting my ability to mm-hmm. walk with peace. So I want mm-hmm. you to understand. Mm-hmm. I want you to get help. I want this, you know, da 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 da. I want to help you, but I want you to also realize whatever it takes me to live in peace is what I'm going to do. And I've told mm-hmm. a lot of friends, it's like, you know something? We don't need to spend time together anymore. Mm-hmm. 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 And, I, and, you know, uh, uh, when when Brenda and I went through some incredible challenges, I'm not even saying they were her fault. That's not what I'm saying. No. You know, we'd been in, in an automobile accident. I was going through hell in my own life, physical yeah. problems. She mm-hmm. was going through menopause. Mm-hmm. And I just had to say, look, I'm, I, I, I understand, you know, what, what you're going through. But we either have to find a way to live at peace or we're going to make other arrangements. And she's mm-hmm. like, are you saying you're going to divorce me? No, I'm not saying I'm going to divorce you, but I'm going to say I'm going to put enough distance between us that we don't do this every day. Yeah. Now, that sounds pretty extreme. But that's the only the only option you have is, well, I let other people's decisions guide my life, or will I be responsible? Will mm-hmm. I respond to this situation in a way that brings life to me and hopefully to everybody else. And look at where you are today. You see, incredible. Yeah. Incredible. Like that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like, you know, sure. You went through that season, but you had to find your peace. She has to find hers. And exactly. And so many times we deal with the thing between us in our marriage when, you know what? I just need to find peace again. And and I said to her, I said, it could be that your husband, is, everything's going to change when you leave hammering that wall because he's used to you yep. doing that. The, the dynamics in your that, relationship that's are going to actually going to encourage it. You know, the more a person attacks somebody that's do, that's already functioning bizarre, yeah. the more they feel justified yeah. 
in what they're doing. Oh, 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 exactly. So you, I said the dynamics will change in your relationship just because you're not hammering on that wall and you're just walking on the beach with Jesus. Mm -hmm. I mean, everything will change yep. and it's going to be his choice what he's going to do about it. He's either going to get even more mad and or else yep. he's going to get intrigued by the fact that Here's you the peace. thing. If we get in peace and walk in biblical love, I'm not talking about codependent love. Yeah. I'm not talking about I'm going to fix you love. I'm talking about love that just says, this is who I am. I'm going to treat you a certain way no matter what you do, but yeah. I'm not going to give in to you. I'm not going to violate right. my heart, da 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 Yeah. What I have found is when people get there, yeah. that marriage either gets fixed or that, or that other person gets gone really quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I same thing. You know, I I have a wow. really good friend. I mean, just one of my one of my just dearest friends, and uh, um, his his wife is one of these people that thinks it is his job to make her happy. Yeah. And so every single day, it seems like in their marriage is a day of her hammering on him emotionally. Yeah. Because he's not making her happy. Mm-hmm. Now you just stop and think. Does that inspire him to yeah, <laughs> to seriously. want to make her happy? Does that inspire no. him to want to spend time with her? No. no, it inspires him to stay at work longer or to of you know whatever mm -hmm. or to get a new hobby. Yeah. But but I noticed back a few years ago, uh, I I could see man this this guy this this guy's head of trouble. Yeah. And I sat down with him one day and I said, you know something. Uh, if you don't do with your life what you want to do, and in other words, if you shut your life down and you don't do whatever it is you want to do with God or just whatever you want to do with your life, then you're going to blame her, and you're going to get you're going to get better. You know, she's blaming you because she's not happy, but you, then you're going to start blaming her because you're going to let your life be controlled by the dread of conflict or by the dread of what she's going to say to your day. I said. He said, well, what do you do? He said, because if I do much of anything, we're going to have conflict. I said, you're already having conflict. Exactly. you exactly. got to have you got to have a place of peace. Whatever you yes. do, you got to have whatever you do with God and whatever hobbies you have, not to the degree of neglect or that sort of thing. No. But you've got to you got to go on with your life, but do mm -hmm. it in love. Mm -hmm. And and uh, you have peace so that at least when you counter the encounter all of this rejection and anger at least you're at the place of peace and he did you know it changed his world it, and, and this is so empowering for me because when i get to do me that means that no matter what bob does or anyone else you know uh, just or my friends or anything else or my kids i get to have peace and that was yep. the invitation that i gave to this this lady that i talked to a couple weeks ago and let me tell you she took the invitation and she received God's love, yep. and you just felt him holding her. He, she missed him. She goes, this is, yep. I have missed this communion with Jesus. I said, exactly. I said, you're, you're, you need to quit your job of hammering that wall every day. And yep. she said, fine. I said, good. Your life is going to be completely different. So yep. I, I think that this is, we've been going on and on, and it's already time to end this podcast. Mm -hmm. But what a practical day it's been about relationships but let's put one one word to this you know okay or one phrase to this because okay. because mm, there's a lot of take i mean there's a lot of takeaway from, yeah. from all of this yeah. mm -hmm. but you know for me 
And, and you know, maybe each one of us need to say, okay, what, what's my takeaway on this? You know, each mm-hmm. one of us might have a different thing that we're seeing. But, you know, but for me, the, the bottom line takeaway that I'm always trying to get everybody to realize is this, is that if, if I am expecting anybody outside of me to do anything that's going to that's gonna make me happy or give me peace, then I am, I'm living like an irresponsible fool. <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. You know, I am the only one that can do anything about what's going on inside of wow. me. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. Thank and you know, when I live that way, I never, I never have the need to make anybody do anything. Mm-hmm. And you know that kind of surprises people because I got a pretty strong personality. And, you know, when I was young, you know, if I wanted somebody to do something, I just found some way to coerce them, pressure them, force mm-hmm. them into doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, boy, that was really uh, contributed to a happy life. You know, yeah. and coming to that place where it's sort of like, you know, I don't, I don't need to make anybody do anything for me to be happy. And <laughs> and so I get to be who I want to be in Jesus, and they can figure out who they want to be. Yeah. <laughs> this is this has been pretty yeah. amazing. My 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 take a home take a home take hit. a home. There is. you go. My take a home for today. You've been you've been, you've been talking to Southerners too long. <laughs> <laughs> my take a home for today um, is going back to the very very beginning, and that is I don't want to determine what is good and evil, independent yep. from God. Right. And I wa- I really want to go back and th- and again we'll talk about this in our possibly in our next episode together and that is just again and again reestablishing and mm-hmm. affirming the lordship of Jesus over mm-hmm. our lives. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, I'm not going to determine good and evil for yep. myself. Yeah. I I can't afford to. Uh we we recently spoke at a conference um and one of the pastors came up to me and said, Bob, thank you so much. And I'm like, okay, what? You know? And he says, because you emphasized the lordship of Jesus. Absolutely. It's not just these do's and don'ts, stop this, start that. But no, no. you know what? I, I can't determine right and wrong in and of myself. No. Jesus, you really are Lord of my life. And so when it comes to relationships and these things that we're talking about, again, it's not me just defending or protecting myself, but it's me. I want to come into an agreement with him. Mm-hmm. How do you see my spouse? How do you see my relationships? How do you see my friendship? What's the, mo- what's the best way for me to be able to walk in love? Mm-hmm. Have I been blaming have I not been taking Have I responsibility been and assuming yeah. how people are feeling uh-huh. about me or thinking? Is, is there a better way for me to respond, you know, that, that, that I haven't been? Hmm. Jesus, you really are Lord of my life. Yeah. Wow. There's a lot of... So take what's your takeaway, Audrey? My take yeah. a home away. My take, my, my take away is I think that whole thing about not presuming what anyone is thinking. I am not going to presume because then that puts judgment because now I am free to just pray and have peace with God. And it all came back to all of us having peace with God Mm. in our hearts, right? Like that's, we get to have that. That's our gift today from Jesus is that we get to have peace in our hearts. I can live at peace and I'm going to walk in love. Yeah. Yep. Well, those two covered that. I just want to mention, listeners, thank yeah. you for hanging with us. Man, you're going to want to share this with a lot of people. I was, as we were even talking and the three of us, I was thinking of some friends that I have that struggle with spouses with addictions. And there's so many people this applies to. 
um, that this is going to be extremely Good. helpful for people. But I want to mention the book, How to Stop the Pain, that J Jim has written. Um, it really describes <clears throat> this whole thing about assuming and presuming how people are thinking. And then the other thing is the Stress Antidote series that we just were at this conference. You can actually buy the entire series mm -hmm. now with the heart meditations. We didn't get into that today, but we will in, in, in um, episodes to come talking about heart meditations. But all of those will be available at livetransform.com. Good. And uh, I, I just really believe in that you're going to experience. Yeah. I feel that I believe that you have experienced peace right, right. as I a think, result of yep. listening to this podcast. Yep, absolutely. Good. All right. Jim, thank you for a wonderful day. You're Ooh. welcome. Love thank to Brenda and, and all your staff again for an awesome weekend at yeah. Heart Physics. And uh, I just want to do a shout out to our two ladies from Dawson Creek. Whoop, whoop. I, I'm sure they're listening all the way to the end. <laughs> they, they got an entire group up there that weekly get together yeah. and listen to the podcast and, and so on. So it's we wonderful. We love you all. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much again. Uh, peace to your heart. And we'll see you next week here on The Transformers.